What up, people? We back in the building. It's your boy, Dan. D. Nels in the building. We back at it again. Another great show for you lined up. Nels, what's happening, brother? What's good, man? Just happy to be alive. We getting close to the weekend. All is well in the world, even though it's been some crazy weather down here in Georgia. I ain't gonna lie. This weather is really weird, but I'm feeling... Weather down here be super crazy, son. You know that. Hell yeah. Shit, the motherfucker did, uh, it was like 92, and then had a hell storm. I don't know what the fuck, it was like a hurricane, and then it went back to 92. What the fuck? Shit, I had a commercial. How the weather had a commercial? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what it'd be. It'd be, Georgia's always been crazy. Like, it'll be just bouncing back and forth. Up and down, just all type of wild stuff out here, man. Yeah, but I, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate the weather down here. Sometimes, sometimes it just be some regular, nice eighty degrees. I mean, not now because it's the fucking summer. You know, summertime is mad. The heat is mad disrespectful. It's just, you know, what is weird about Georgia weather and being from New York is that I notice how much New Yorkers, us New Yorkers, used to complain about New York weather. You know, like right now, New York is going through a heat wave. It's like 90, 92, 93. It's like crazy up there, right? It's going to be like that for maybe a week, maybe a week, 10 days at tops, right? But that's just the weather here in Georgia. That's just the weather, period. <laughs> that's every day. It's just normal action. Yeah, so if we complain. It's like, what the fuck are you complaining about? It's going to be like that until motherfucking October. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? But when you're in New York and you get 90 degree weather for 10 days, you're like, oh my God, this is working crazy. I'm about to shoot the sun, all this shit. It's like, yeah, shut up, shut up. The rest of the the rest of the country has been going through this since fucking April. So I just noticed, I just noticed how uh, how spoiled and and spoiled rotten we are. Just the weather when we in New York. Oh uh, yeah, and she was like growing growing up in New York. I don't ever, ever remember it being as hot as it is now. It could have been, and we just was like, you know, we was young, we didn't care, we was just hanging out doing what we do, but I don't remember growing up and being like, yo, it's like 90 degrees outside. Yo, it's like 100, almost 100 degrees outside. We were just like, like, but we was out, we was just running the, we was running the streets full speed, so we probably wasn't paying no attention. We wasn't paying no mind. Yo, son, I just had this conversation, like, literally like two days ago, maybe a day ago. Do you remember this? Now, now, now for, the, for us listeners that are in, that are above 30 and above, maybe let's go with 35 and above, right? For our listeners, tell me y'all remember this shit because it, it kind of jogged my mind when I was in New York the other day, and I went, I drove past a school, and the school window was open. Right? Tell me if you're 35 and above, you remember sitting in the class with no air conditioning, right? In the in a public school, if you if you especially if you went to school in New York, in a public school, and then you were sitting in the classroom, and then the teacher was like, man, it's getting hot in here. Let's open up the windows. You had to go grab that fucking pole. <laughs> that fucking pole. You had to grab that fucking pole and then had to hook it onto the pole and then uh, open the top window. You open all the top windows, right? You'd be like, oh, man, oh, we got a little breeze in this bitch. And then tell me, you know what the real kicker was? Opening the door. Let the fucking, let the vent, let it go through the door. And you, It really got a little bit cool if you had two doors in your classroom. The back door opened up the both doors. Both doors. People like this motherfucker is still hot. I don't know why we as kids was like, man, it sure feels cool in here now. Because that's the truth. Oh my god, I remember that shit. 
That's uh, fucking I all about that damn pole. <laughs> but that pole was heavy. That that pole was heavy. Oh, get the pole so we can open up the top windows. Hell oh, yeah. Good. I was talking about that shit. I couldn't believe it. So I was like, yo, we were troopers back then, son. Troopers. Because we were sitting in these classrooms with no fucking air at all. Oh, yeah, nah. Ain't no air. Ain't no type of air. We ain't have no fan. Nothing. Just open the window and hope the breeze come. The only place there was a fan was in the one place we all knew there was going to be like four fans that covered the entire place. And that was the motherfucking gym with that big ass, rusty, Gray <laughs> fan they would have at the top, and everybody would sit up that motherfucker. Uh, hell yeah, shit, <laughs> yo. But that's that's you know that is just living when that's just living, yo. When you don't have it, you don't know, so you don't miss something that you don't know. And I have that conversation all the time. Like if you live in the hood, right? The hood is the hood. You just appreciate the hood because this is all you know. If you've never been outside the hood, you can't be like this is trash because this is all you know. That's so the same thing with the heat. When we was kids in school, we were like, man, it's hot as fucking here. Yo, open up that, get that pole and open up that top window. And then all of a sudden, we got a, we got used to fucking, then all of a sudden the air conditioning came around. I mean, air conditioning probably been around, but we just didn't have it. Uh, they didn't have that shit in our schools, man. No schools had that joint. It was just like, I got to suck it up. Ain't nobody trying to pay no extra money, put no uh, AC in no classroom. That's a fact. Especially these were old ass schools. You know, they were old when we got it. Yeah, built in the twenties. They were they actually, if people really remember, those are schools that were like for bunkers in case there was just going to be like a nuclear war. You would have to go to the school. Yeah, go in the bomb shelter down in the basement. Fact that is a fact. They 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 people don't even remember, but them shit said bomb shelter on it with a big nuclear type motherfucking. Yeah, they had the little nuclear sign on it. Yeah, I remember that joint. We don't. We didn't even know what we was looking at at the time. We was like, what the fuck. This is a fucking like if you go back to a school now and you see that shit, you're like, yo, we were really in a school that was if some shit would have popped off, this is where we had to go. <laughs> and it's crazy because we were we were we were just in the school and just old enough for all that Cold War stuff. So that really would have been like where we would have headed. Like, hey, it's a Cold War is about to go down. <laughs> y'all go uh y'all go bunker down in the school. Like, man, I ain't going back to school, just got out of school. Like, hey, if you want to live, you better take your ass to the school basement. That's a fact. That is a fact. That's that, insane, that's, man. Yeah, man. You know, speaking of heat and, and hot and all that stuff like that, but uh, uh, we got on that tangent because I was talking about uh, Georgia weather, but Georgia weather is uh, absolutely crazy, son. Absolutely crazy. It can do anything. It was pouring this morning. This morning when oh, I got it. Was, a- son. <laughs> pouring. I don't even know what was going on. I thought hell was breaking. I thought hell opened up. And then all of a sudden, motherfucking 11 o'clock, oh, when are we going to have sun? It's going to be sun today. You want to get in the pool? It's like that. Like, nothing ever happened. Yeah, that is a fact. You know, like, when I be at work a lot of times, I don't be knowing what be really going on outside. So when I got, when I got started walking around, I, went out, I was like, yo, is it raining this morning? Why is it now bright and sunny like nothing happened? Yeah, nothing happened. Yo, the other day, uh, here, at the com- here at my complex, it poured. It poured. I think this was this might have been Saturday or Sunday. Saturday or Sunday. It was same shit. Rain, 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 rain. Don't go away. It had to be up until like it probably rained until like twelve, maybe, maybe even one o'clock, maybe right. And this might have been Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember right now. 
but it rained like crazy. Literally, the last drop was probably like, what us say, like 12.59. The fucking sun came out like the motherfucker. Like, it was morning time. Like, the sun came out and was like, yo, 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 what's this? As soon as the sun came out, everybody was in the pool. It was just like, yo, it was just like they knew the shit was happening. Like, they had, they were, they were ready. Like, they, like the, the meteorologist said, the Doppler says it's going to rain until 12.59, and you guys will be good after that. that that's how the fucking everybody was ready to go to the pool. Hey, that's the way it be, man. Just in a split second, it'll uh, it'll pop back sunshine, and everybody better get, everybody better get out and enjoy it while you can before another storm come through. That's a fact. You don't know about Georgia. It's crazy. Georgia's notorious for that. It's notorious for being a uh, bright and sunny. Then all of a sudden, it'll storm. About an hour later, be back bright and sunny to the point yeah, to where the, like the the ground is not even wet anymore. So if you, like, you could tell somebody, like, hey, it was raining earlier. They're like, no, it wasn't. Like, no, nah, I'm telling you, it was. They're like, ain't no way in the world. I'm like, all right, then. You tell your girl you were caught in a storm. That's the reason, you know? And then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, that's the reason I couldn't come home because it was fucking raining crazy and there was a storm and there was accidents and shit. And then all of a sudden, by the time she wake up, the sun is out. It's all fucking, now you looking like a liar. <laughs> Next time it rained, you over here taking video of the shit. Now, look at here, it's raining, and it's 11.59. If you don't want to get caught out there again, it's Georgia. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Yo, son, so before we jump, before we jumped on air, we was talking about, uh, since we was talking about old school shit, talking about being in school, talking about throwback shit, we was talking yeah. about um, shows. Yo, we was talking about The Wire, and between The Wire and Oz and you were talking about Breaking Bad. I never seen Breaking Bad. I never actually. I think I may have seen one or two episodes, but actually sit down and watch it. I never have. But there, there were some quality shows. Um, a few years back, well, not even a few years. Some shows been uh, been off air for a minute. Yeah, but I haven't seen any shows lately that can that pretty much rival those. Like, um, what was it? And even that show was oh, what's the joint where the dude was a he was a serial killer, but he was also like a a doctor or the medical examiner or something. Uh, oh, that's another classic, yo! If you've never seen Dexter, please, Dexter, please, there please. you go, son. <laughs> See Dexter, man. That show, that's another top. It's got to be in the top twenty best shows of all time. Yeah, Dexter was my shit. I never seen my my cousin be talking about Sons of Anarchy. I never watched Sons of Anarchy. An anarchy. I seen the first three seasons of that. That's another good ass show. I seen the first three seasons. I got. I didn't catch up. Yo, but it's it like yo. It was some, and it seems like it, you. It should be more shows out, uh, like some doper shows out with the advancement of TV and streaming and all of that. But yo, them HBO and Showtime series back in the day was they they was hitting and like they really had you. And again, it's probably one of those things where. It was it was limited, so you had to be there. You had to be up on it and watch it, or wait till the series came out on DVD. And now it's streaming; you can just watch it at your leisure, watch it whenever you want to. But you know, once upon you had to be like, "Yo, Oz, come on tonight! I got to be at the crib so I can watch Oz." Because if we don't, if I'm watching now. I'm not gonna see it for like another four or five days when they re-air it at some point. Okay. Well, some dope ass shows out. The the thing is. The reason that it's not the same anymore is because TV is becoming extinct, unfortunately. I think me and you had this conversation before. Like, kids don't really fuck with TV like that. Nope. You know what I'm like, kids don't fuck with TV at all. You can be the biggest celebrity on TV right now. Them, these kids won't know who the fuck you are. They don't know that. 
they won't give a damn about you. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, you might be a YouTuber, and the whole everybody under everybody under 25 will know who the fuck you is. You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the quality of TV is down because it's not it's not the first thing. Like you was a celebrity, you was a super celebrity if you was on TV. Now you could be on TV for 15 years, and, no, and these kids won't even know who the hell you are. You walk right by the ministry. <laughs> That's you know true. Like, like little, like little Rudy, <laughs> little Keisha Knight Palm couldn't walk in the streets, you know, because TV was so big and the Cosby's was so big at the time. Like regular, like TVs, they were real TV stars. They were probably bigger than movie stars, if you ask me. Uh, but I think the TV stars, because you were so connected to them, you would see them on the Thursday. Like we're talking about Cosby's, you would see them every Thursday. You would see uh, uh, they had. They had uh, TV stars like Jaleel White. When you're talking about Family Matters, you would you would rush home to see Family Matters on a Friday. You know that Friday lineup. Mm-hmm. Family Matters Friday. <laughs> yeah, you would you would rush home for these things, and and kids don't respect TV anymore. So I think the executives are not really trying to be as competitive. Like that's why they were such good shows, like Sopranos, like the Oz, like Oz, like like all of those shows that you mentioned. Like me and you were talking, and I believe those were like te- top ten best shows ever. And the reason is because there was you had to be on point. You had to be on point back in the day because people were watching TV. Cable, cable was a necessity. Cable's not a necessity today. Nope. Yo, uh, yeah. Sopranos was another one. So there was some quality <laughs> shows out back in the day, man. Like some real bangers. Yeah, yeah. You you can you can get away with you couldn't get away with some crap back in the day you had to really come with your a game on these shows and i think today since the quality of tv is down like executives are not pressed to find these great shows it's not the same because you know there's not as much uh advertisement for these shows and all that stuff like that now we now you can stream everything nobody got time to wait for shit no you know (laughs) you can stream everything you can see everything when you want to see it and and it's it's uh it's to the point where you can watch something like, ah, oh, this sucks. And you just cut it off and keep it moving. Back then you were paying so much for cable and paying so much for the premium channels. Once you started watching something, you was like, nah, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I ain't about yep. to cut this off. I'm going to get my money's worth out of this damn show. Yeah. Yo, this is how much that people can't wait for shit. You understand? This is, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you an example. How much today that people are not waiting for anything. Like you, it's got to be now or nothing. You ever, you ever? I'm not sure if you ever watched Power or any of those shows that come on, um, like just Showtime or, or Stars or anything. Any one of those kind of shows, right? Yeah. People are so fiend out to watch these shows that today you would have to wait. I had to wait till eight o'clock for this shit to come on. Oh man, I'm gonna set my shit up. Today, motherfuckers just wake up at 11 because they do like an early showing yeah, and just really watch <laughs> before the fucking regular showing. That, that, that's how much motherfuckers can't wait for shit. You can't wait. I can't wait. I'm sorry. I can't wait. I, I got to see it now. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. People really be doing that shit. Because people really, yeah. you know what time I got to be up in the morning. You know, I'll be up. I got to be to work at, at four o'clock. So yeah. there'd be people I work with who'd be like, I'm like, yo, why you look, why you look all sleepy? And say, oh, nah, man, I had, to, I had to watch the new episode last night. 
you woke up at eleven o'clock when you had to be to work at at three or four, so you just so you could watch an episode of whatever, whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, yo, that show is the show is good, but I don't think it's that good. I'm not gonna rearrange my sleep schedule to to, to watch this shit. Like, I'm not in college. Though. That's some college shit. Like, I remember in college, people was um people was readjusting. They people was actually doing a a actual school schedule around Jerry Springer. Me, you were old enough to remember them days, man. People was actually doing a course load around Jerry Springer. Hundred percent. It was funny as hell, son. Hundred percent, brother. I I can one hundred percent relate. I did not take no classes at eleven. I did not take no. Hundred <laughs> percent. I did not take no classes. My classes all started at one because I wanted to make sure I caught them. I wanted to make sure I caught Jerry. I wanted to make sure I caught any any. I think there was another there was a there was another show like before Jerry that I would want to catch too. Um, um, I can't think of it right now, but it was actually a show that I, that you would catch before Jerry. Then it would be Jerry, and then you would just be like, and then now you got to talk about Jerry. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I needed an hour to talk about it. it had to be it wasn't a it wasn't Jenny Jones something like that. Ricky yeah, Hayes? it might it had to be one of them. Yeah, it was some some ratchet. It had to be some kind of ratchet. <laughs> ratchetness that I had to see but but th- that only goes to what you're talking like what we're talking about like those is TV was is all was all people had so you you fiend to see certain things it's like music like today you could be I think me and you talked about this on a different part on a, on a different show is that you can listen to a, a song it can come out tomorrow right this shit would be finished by next Tuesday, you'll be like, yeah, I'm sick of that song. Like, you, you really still on that song? Somebody come up to you and be like, really? So you still listening to that song? Like, motherfucker, the shit came on last Thursday. Nah, you, you, you killing it now, man. You, the show has already been out for like five days. You still going to be running that song. That's, that's how nothing is sustainable today. Like, you know, I, I watch these shows. I, sometimes people don't even, you know, it's to the point where uh, certain shows that on these streaming networks, they come on once a week, right? And people be like, I don't want to watch it. I'm not watching the shit until all the episodes is uh, on the on the platform. Oh yeah, that's me. So they can just watch it. That's me all day. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not waiting this, for that shit. I can't because exactly. I, be, I be so I get so engulfed in it. I want to know what's happening. I don't feel like waiting for another week. So I just wait till <laughs> all that joint is released, and then I just watch all them joints in a row. That's a fact. But what I'm saying is that we didn't have that option back in the day. No, nah, you, you, you just had to wait. You had to suck it up. You're forced. You watch the 24, you forced to watch. <laughs> and then now you ask got to wait until next week to see if motherfucker died or not. And you already know he's not, he not going to die, but it's just crazy that they had a cliffhanger that you have to wait the whole fucking seven days in order to see. It's just what it is. Now people are like, nah, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not watching none of this shit until all of them are done. I'm going to wait all 10 weeks. <laughs> until all ten episodes, and then I'm a binge watch all ten of them on a Saturday. That's the, that's what it is. You think? Do you think the um? You think the anticipation made some of them shows better? You think if you went back and watched some of that stuff, just like straight through, it would still be as good? Or you think the anticipation is what made the show that good? Because you actually had to wait. You actually had to think and come up with your own scenarios and your own endings. Until you actually got a chance to watch the watch what the people who created it came up with. I'm glad you asked that because I, um, uh, me and my fiance, we just finished. I mean, we went back. I think it was last year or maybe two years ago when when COVID was going on. But we went back and watched 24. Um, 
we watched all all episodes of Twenty Four, and uh, because she had never seen it before, and uh, I'm glad you asked that because the quality of work was even I watched it again, and the quality of work is just still good. It's just a it's just a good show. Uh, I think the hype, I think the hype made it even crazier because I had to wait that week. Mm. I had that week in order to see and. and if anybody's uh, listening to this, if you ever watched Twenty Four, the 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 cliffhangers for that show is unmatched. It's like I've never seen a show with cliffhangers like that. Like they literally have a motherfucker hanging off the building, and you don't know what the fuck gonna happen. Like, yeah, really, you couldn't end the show with at least telling us if it's gonna something's gonna happen with him hanging off the building, really. So, um, to answer your question, I think the quality of show was just better uh, than whatever they make it today, and not to say. Uh, and and I'm saying that from somebody that literally just watched YouTube. I mean, I still have cable in my house, but I am one of these new people that just watch YouTube because I want to be able to have control of what I watch. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I can see that. I'm be on my YouTube stuff too. Um, being on YouTube and streaming and all that stuff. Two uh, two. I'm not gonna call them great. I'm going to say two interesting interviews are currently out, currently streaming or being broadcast, what have you. Um, so you got the Kevin Hart and a Jay-Z interview, which was, which was dope. I liked it. I liked the way they, um, like the way they dialogued, like some of the things they were breaking down and pretty much cause it was grown man conversations. It was grown man topics, grown man things, things you we've been through, things people go through and the elevation of, of a man pretty much. And then you have the, uh, Kevin Gates and, um, what's the girl, the city girl, one of the city girls. I think that's young Miami. I don't, I don't know the difference between the two of them. Like I really don't be paying that much attention, yeah. but like, so you had, you had those two interviews and I say, I say the Jay-Z interview was, was dope as hell. I liked the way he talked about, I think one of the biggest things that, that I liked about that interview, one of the, um, Kevin Hart asked him, like, do you ever just sit back and be like, and be amazed at what he accomplished? And he said him and his man, Tata, the dude that he's always been with, dude that he grinded with and came up with and all of that. He said they really sit back and be like, yo, do you believe this bullshit? Like, do you believe where we are from what we used to do, from where we came from and all that? And to see him say that, and he like he's he's been in his position and – you know, climbing even higher for a long time now. So for somebody like that to be like, yo, he still sits back and is in pure amazement about what he's accomplished, where he's at, what he has going on on a daily basis. And even at his level, I think he's still seeing and doing some things that one, he hasn't done before. And two, that he never thought he'd be in the position to do and accomplish. So I thought that was dope as hell. And then the other question, it was when he explained, about having a father in his life and being a father and all that. I know that's my, that's my joint right there. But to hear him speak about stuff like that, it was just like, yo, it continues to let me realize that one, he's, he's elevated, he's matured, he's grown from what he used to be. And two, it's like, yo, to see two grown men having a, they having a regular grown man conversation that people should be having. It wasn't even about their accolades. It wasn't even about like their money and nothing like that. They was having regular Conversation. I thought that shit was dope as hell, son. Absolutely. And I, I, will, I will give another interview on the reason. And, and this, 
you're going to get the best interviews with somebody that you're comfortable with. I always tell, I always say mm-hmm. being comfortable with something with someone is the key to pretty much anything. And that's in life. If somebody is comfortable with you, you let your guard down, you just speak. You don't have your guard up. So you're just doing whatever. Two interviews where you saw the real person and, and the interviewer and the interviewee, uh, uh, was the young Miami, not the Kevin Gates, but the young Miami and the Diddy. That was uh, and it was because they were both comfortable. They knew each other. They could just ask questions and they were just going to answer. And another one was what you were talking about just now was the Kevin, Kevin Hart and Jay-Z. You've seen two people that are actual friends because they were talking about having conversations off scene and, and how they congratulate each other and shit like that. It made somebody who, like Jay-Z, who I believe uh, is very, very standoffish. Not standoffish to the point where, like, fuck you, get away from me, but more of, like, I don't want to... I'm not going to... He's just real guarded. Yeah, because... And, and, and every he has every right to, because when you're in that kind of position, everything that you say is going to be taken out of context and all this other bullshit, you know, you know, nobody... You don't know what to say these days. You can't say anything without fucking almost getting... Try, motherfuckers trying to cancel you. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, I'm about to have a drink. Oh, my God, he's drinking. Is he driving? Oh, he probably was driving. And then somebody's him getting in the back seat, and he's probably like, oh, oh, he's not driving. Oh, but he probably, what if, the, did the did the chauffeur drive and drink? And did he have a cup? You know, you can't do anything today without somebody trying to cancel you. Facts. So for him and Kevin Hart to have that kind of conversation, it really was a good interview. I wish it was a little longer. Uh, that was my only gripe with it. Like, it was like 40. It felt like it was like 54 minutes or something like that or 59 minutes. I don't even think it was a, a complete hour, uh, but it was good to hear different kind of questions and just two people talk. It was, it was just talking. I didn't even think Kevin Hart and he had any real questions. I think he was freestyling. Um, yeah. And I appreciated it. I appreciated that kind of conversation. Yeah. It seemed like the, it seemed like that's the way they was going. It seemed like they were having a regular conversation. And I think the, some of the things he highlighted, like, there's times when I mean I'm not not rich, I don't have all this boatload of money, but I'm comfortable, and I've progressed from where I used to be. So I can I can see like I look back on stuff sometimes. I'm like, man, I remember when X, Y, and Z, or look at look at the person I am now compared to the person I used to be, and it's a good feeling. So I can only imagine the speed and the work and the things he's put in to get to where he is, to where he really just be. Yo, that's got to be an awesome feeling when you sit back with your homie, especially if you if you grind and you've done it with somebody close to you. And then y'all just mm-hmm. be sitting back and be like, yo, yo, you remember when we used to we used to split, we used to split a slice, or remember when we used to do this? <laughs> like and now we can just literally go into the store and be like, hey, y'all close the doors for two hours. We about to we about to sit in the store and kick it. So yeah. <laughs> you have the for you to be able to see that and understand it and for you to have an understanding of it and not be um not be too cocky with it yeah i think it's dope as hell like one person who i think is um i like his i like his skits and i like his comedy but the dude country wayne like he come his gratefulness is off putting to me sometimes because he's always saying like i did it by myself i did it without this i did it without that i ain't never been booed off stage i it's just like I don't know. It, I don't know if it's arrogance. I don't know if, what it is, but it's just something about the way he the way he refers to that to say like nobody helped him, nobody did anything for him, 
it was just all me and I'm here because of me. It's just, I'm like, ah, oh, come on, dude. Like, one, no, I don't, one, I don't believe you never got booed off stage. Every single comedian has said they got booed. So That's 100%. for you to say you never got booed, it it makes me wonder, does he ever sit back and really like look at him like, yo, I came from, I came from nothing and look where I'm at. Or is it always just like, I came from nothing and look how, look how I made it happen for myself. Like people who will be on some, look how I made it happen for myself or look what I did for myself. I can never fully like respect what you got going on because it doesn't seem like you're truly grateful. It seems like you're just ready to take all the credit and say that you did it by yourself. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, congratulations to him if if that's what it is. I, I'm on you. Be humble, because at the end of the day, the shit can fucking end at any time. I don't think I don't think anybody. I don't I don't feel like people realize that like any point in time when God says it's over, I'm, I'm, you're you're a wrap. There's <laughs> just what it is. There's nothing you could do about it. So you you should always be humble when you're coming up. Now, if he's if I, I don't really uh, follow him like that, and if he's you know I. Yeah, I'm going off of what you're saying, and I think I've heard him say that you know uh, I've did it by myself and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, everybody had has uh, had some kind of help in some monetary way at some shape or form. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if he's saying because I did it through the internet or and I did it via uh, uh, I did it via social media, and that's how I did it by myself. Congratulations, that's good. That's good for you. But who the fuck? But my thing is, congratulations, but who was supposed to help you? Like, who? <laughs> who? You did I did it by myself. Nobody could tell me shit. Okay, cool. But who? Who in the world was supposed to help you for you to have that much arrogance to say that? Like, who? Tell me the person that was supposed to help you get to where you are. Like, that's that's my question. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Know. You, A lot of times people say that because they, they say, like, um, they're like, well... So and so got put on. This person helped this help him get on TV, and that's why he blew up. I ain't have nobody help oh. me get on TV, so I just blew up by myself. <laughs> he put himself on TV. I put myself on TV. Fuck that shit. I got my own cameras. I got my own fucking network, and I'm on that shit by myself. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but people, people gotta understand. Like nobody's old anything in this world. You know, old shit. So if you did it by yourself, congratulations. That's usually how it's supposed to go. If somebody else put somebody else on, congratulations, they were smart enough to, to get any kind of shortcut. It's who you know. Not, it's, it's obviously we are, we know we live in the world of who you know, not what you know. But if you did it by yourself, congratulations. Nobody's supposed to, it, there's no handouts. There's zero handouts. You do it by yourself or you get help. However, you get to the fucking finish line, that's all that really matters. Nobody gives a shit at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> no. when, it's all <laughs> said, when it's all said and done, it's just going to be like, oh, you made it? Bet. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. They care about the finish line. The finish line is where you want to be. However you get there, cool. If if you're like Kim Kardashian and you went that route, you know, nobody gives a shit anymore of what happened 20 years ago with whatever kind of videos and sex tapes and shit. Like, nobody gives a shit. You see where she's at today? She's chilling. And yeah, at this point, nobody cares. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could bring up the old shit, but what is that going to do? Not a single thing. He's just going to go to the bank and to take out a hundred grand and then lay on a, lay on it on a bed. You know, nobody gives a fuck about the journey. The journey is the journey is what makes you as a person. You know what I'm saying? That's what that that gives you the grit and the grind and whatever. However, you go about doing it, but you're everybody's trying to get to that finish line. That finish line. That's where that's the goal. So I got him and myself. Nobody fucking ran for me. Who gives a shit? Who cares? 
congratulations, you made it to wherever. If you feel that success, congratulations, man. Be more proud that I made it to the finish line than bragging about if somebody helped me or they did. Mm. There's opinion, do whatever the fuck he wants. It, it really, you know, both of them are fine by me. He don't pay none of my bills. I don't pay none of his bills. But what I'm saying is that you, you you come off more, people respect you a little bit more and nor do you need to give a fuck about what people think. But if people are just like, yo, you're humble. You're just like, yo, I'm, I'm appreciative that I've made it. I am I'm happy that I'm here. I got everything that I, I worked for, all that shit like that. You ain't going to go into, nobody fucking help me. Fuck all that. They're going to suck my dick and they ain't doing it. That's just that's extra. Nobody needs that. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Always my opinion, though. But these are all my opinions, so. You know, at the end of the day, we, we all have an opinion, and that's just how I feel about certain the way people approach certain things. Now, at the end of the day, if that makes them happy, because you know I always live on that shit. If it makes him happy to say that shit, I hope he continues to say that shit to the day he dies. Whatever you got to say to make him, you always got to make happy happiness is first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about your your individual happiness, and if it's making you happy, cool beans. That's a fact. Um, but the I think the fact that a lot of people um people always I think people believe that if you get it, if you get it by yourself, or as as they say, get it out the mud, that yeah. you'll be um it gives you more clout or gives you more respect. And I think at the end of the day, a lot of times it's all about whether you're talented enough. And if you're yeah. talented enough, whether you got out the mud, whether somebody gave you a hand up, people are just going to be ready to consume your, your product or your talent. So like you were saying, nobody really cares because <laughs> it's just like, Hey man, okay. How you got here? But now that you're here and you're entertaining me, I'm happy when when you're no longer entertaining me, I want you to go. And then I'm going to use that against you to get you out of here. Like, Oh, the reason why you ain't, why you ain't being consistent. Cause you need to see nobody taught you anything. You did it all by yourself. So now you're not consistent. So people are going to find a way to use it against you. Once they're done using you up and drying you up. I think I lost Darnell just now. Oh man. I lost my counterpart just now. So hopefully he'll, jump back in in a second he'll help me back probably from his other phone but one of the things he touched on was the um kim kardashian so kim kardashian the mother was another name chris jenner whatever name is she has a master class and in her master class she explains how she's not she was not this huge marketing genius but she did was she sat down and she watched and she paid attention to trends and she paid attention to different things that were going on. And that's how she's like, oh, this is what people like this way. So I'm going to do this. And then she just started following ways to the little things. She started paying attention to the little things and how to manipulate the little things and manipulate the people on making stuff happen to a point where she was like, bet I got folks and everybody's in tune and I got them on the hook. Once you get people on the hook, it's ball game. Like people get on the hook for a certain product, for a certain idea. It's over. You just got to reel them in. And while you reel them in, you just got to feed them more and feed them more. And then the more you feed them, the more you throw at them, the more they're going to be on hook. Cause if you look at the Kardashians, none of them have any like 
100% talent. I think Kim has grown and elevated and learned how to move in different areas and move in different avenues. But for the most part, they're living off a name, like the whole makeup lines and clothing lines and all of this is just based off who they are. Once they slap their name on it, once they attach themselves to it, it's going to elevate. It's going to grow because people want to know what they're doing. They've become these visions of, of acceptance, these visions of, this is what you should be doing. This is what you got to be doing. So we're going to jump on this. So she's she's done an excellent job at being able to manipulate the masses and put herself and put her family in position to be kind of like rich forever. Let me hit D Nell's back, see if he hop on, see what he got going on. Um, we were, we were talking about the uh, Kevin Gates. So Kevin Gates interview was crazy. One of the things that he said was... Um, Thank you. There we go. D-Nell's back in the building. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> while you were going, I was talking to these folks about um, Chris Jenner, how she has a master class about how she was um, promoting and marketing and everything. What I, was st- what I was speaking on was like she just learned how to manipulate the situation. So she saw, oh, yeah. she started paying attention to little things, little idiosyncrasies. And it's like, oh, that's how I got to move. That's what I got to attack. This is what I got people to, um, this is what I got to get to draw them in. What I was saying was once she got them on the hook for one thing, she just kept feeding them other stuff and feeding them other stuff till they was just completely on the hook. And now it's just their name is what's selling every other aspect of what they're doing. It's no longer... They've got to push the product. Now, the, whatever the product is, their name is attached to it, so it's an automatic sell. Smartest, one of the smartest women. She doesn't give enough credit. And I know people are going to come at me like, what? What are you, you crazy? You know. But yeah, you got you to gotta realize there has to be a mastermind behind how this family got this big. You know, and this doesn't happen by accident. And everything that you're saying is correct. Uh she was a mastermind behind a lot of, I, I'm just going off of what I've seen, you know, from the news. Uh, she was a mastermind that looked like behind the Ray J stuff. She looked like she was the mastermind like putting that show together. Putting the show together was like one of the biggest things to have. For that to happen, for the Ray J thing to happen, then the show came out. That gave them even more fuel to see, just to know about their lives. And we already know that they were affiliated with the whole OJ thing, not OJ himself, but I'm saying that OJ, like the family was affiliated with from the from the the father. It's just she was a mastermind behind this, and I don't think she gets enough credit to being a marketing genius to have this family have her children be billionaires now. <laughs> Off like, nothing, <laughs> like I like I said, like while you was out, like they they have no foreseeable talent like there's nothing any of them do that says that's helps them stand out yeah that that's talent alone they're like, i don't do shit what's your talent <laughs> me my fucking back my fucking face and my my just talking i am the fucking talent just nothing you don't juggle you don't fucking box nope i don't do none of that shit i'm just fucking being me that's amazing that is fucking something you don't yeah, there is not many people on this earth that are billionaires 
because of just them. You have had to have some kind of skill. You have had to fucking make a website. You have to do some shit. They didn't have to do shit. They just had to live. I have to breathe. I have to make sure I get up in the morning and breathe so I can make this money. Mm. Phenomenal. That's phenomenal. First of all, I know people are like, fuck that family and all that stuff like that, but you got to give respect to that kind of shit. You wish that you could just wake up and be fucking doing your regular life and motherfucker paid you millions to do that shit. I would do that shit in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, especially in your 20s, you ain't got nothing else to do. You're just chilling. You're just trying to fucking travel and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? And if, if somebody's going to pay you millions to do that, oh my God, you got to respect that shit. I'm sorry. I don't never, I've never seen a Kardashian episode in my entire life, but I'll tell you this. I respect that kind of fucking hustle. I know black people can't get this. We can't get away with shit like that. We will never be able to get away with no shit like that. No, nah, never. Motherfuckers shut the fuck down automatically. No fucking way. And you know what? You, you say that, and that's funny that you say that. You've never seen the episode. And there's probably people who've never seen the episode who know nothing about them, but they know the name. Oh, absolutely. Like, I guarantee you there's a, there's a let's say, about a 70-year-old person who they don't, of course, they're not, they're not into pop culture. They're not into all of that. They're not into the internet. But if you'd be like, hey, what you think about those Kardashian? Nobody... They'll probably be like, oh, that's the that's those rich girls, right? That's those rich girls that they got the TV show and all of that, and and the and the the girl made a sex tape or something like that. Like they'll know some aspects of who the Kardashians are, and they have no idea. They're not on the internet. They're not into TV. They're not into any of that. But they're gonna have some knowledge of who the Kardashians are, man. That's how powerful that name is. That's just how much of an amazing job that she's done promoting her family name and her family. You gotta respect it. You gotta respect it, yo. You gotta respect it, man. You don't gotta like it. I ain't never watched the TV show. I ain't never watched not one episode. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I I couldn't even name you all the sisters and brothers and all that shit. I have no idea. But what I'm saying is that I respect that shit. To make your family just live and make billions with a B, not millions, because there's there's, uh, there's there's these kids that do YouTube that, you know, they just have their regular families. And I know there's some, probably there's some kids like, nah, there's kids that do that shit all day. They're making millions. They're probably making low millions or millions, whatever the situation. They didn't, they're not at the billion shit yet. I'm not saying that they won't get there because I, I believe in YouTube. I'm a YouTube fanatic and I believe in that shit. But they're not billionaires like the Kardashians. Like how, how they just did it on breathing. They did it on breathing. They have zero. I, I don't know a skill that none of them have. All of them, you know, some of them were smart enough to get into makeup and shit like that. That's smart as itself. Is if you know, all of these females are watching you. Shit, I might as well sell them some fucking makeup. That was brilliant. Man, uh, hell, man. Uh, Kim was like, "Fuck it, I ain't got no shit to do. I might as well fucking get a be a paralegal or a fucking half lawyer." She was like, "Fuck it, I got now all this time on my hands." I spoke to that right there where she's just she's just elevated like she's like oh, I'm gonna elevate I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna move in these avenues and just to keep my name relevant because as long as my name is relevant I can keep making money yeah and it goes to what you were saying earlier like and, and what we both were saying I'm like give the shit about the fucking start it's about where they at their kids their their kids kids won't ever have to miss a meal nobody gives a shit about no thing who gives a shit you have to, it's about the finish line. It's about it's about where you end off at the end of the day. You know, people are gonna make a lot of mistakes in this life. 
I, I've learned that in my living on this earth. You're gonna make a whole shit of mistakes. Shit you're gonna regret. Shit that people are gonna fucking make fun of you about. You have to pass. You have to get past all of that shit and get to whatever you believe your finish line is. And whatever you feel your finish line is, that's what you gotta get to. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, nobody gives a shit about what you did when you was in your twenties and when you're in your forties. Nobody gives a shit unless you're in fucking jail and you murdered somebody. Unless you. That's what we care because now your ass is in jail for 25 years. And then, you know, that means something. But if you just out here and just, you know, having a good time in your 20s, make sure your 30s and your 40s and your 50s and your 60s, you're doing whatever to get to that finish line because that's what really matters at the end of the day. I, I barely can remember my fucking, what I was, what dumbass shit I was doing in my 20s. Now, I'm pretty sure I can come up with some stories. But at the end of the day, in my 20s, that's not defining who I am today. Yeah. Most, most definitely. That's facts. So um, then I, I had jumped. I had just started. I hit you back. Uh, I had just started talking about uh, Kevin Gates in the Young Miami interview. Oh yeah. So the, the the highlight of the interview, well, the the one that stood out the most to me in that interview was the whole. I don't want to know if my girl is cheating or if she went and did something I don't want to know. And some of his things is like real. I want to call it like sophomoreish or kind of maybe it's just a young street type person mentality. Well, cause he's not really street. He's a thug. He'd been out there in the streets as before his success or whatever. But when he was like, he's like, man, I don't care what you're doing. Cause he ain't fucking you like me. And, and he's, he kept making a lot of references to his dick, which is really <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> he kept, he's like, I got a big long dick. So I know what I be doing. I know he ain't doing what he, what I'm doing. And then he just kept going off and <laughs> And it it sounded sophomoric to me. It sounded something like you say as a as a young kid when you out in college, when you out in high school, when people like yo man, I seen your girls such and such. You like man, I don't care nothing about that. He ain't, he ain't fucking like I'm fucking her, or I ain't knocking down the bitches I'm knocking down. And I was just it, it the contrast between that interview and the Jay Z interview kind of made me be like, well, am I just getting? Am I just the old head now? Which I kind of <laughs> realized like I'm just the old because like it just sounded ridiculous. And like maybe if I was just kind of like loose out in the streets and just had a girl didn't have a wife, maybe I'd be on it like that too. Maybe I'd be like, man, I don't care. I don't want to know what she's doing. If she's doing something, like don't tell me. I don't want to know nothing about it. But at this day and age, like if my wife out there doing something, please come tell me. <laughs> Somebody put me on to the game and let me know what's happening. I know like one of, one of my biggest, one of my biggest fears was always like, I don't want a wife to hoe. Like I don't want to be the one who will be walking around and people looking like, damn, man, if he only knew what she was doing back in the back in two thousand seven, boy. <laughs> now, now that stuff I don't want to know. But if we together and something, something popping off, I need to know that. Yeah, you, you should. I mean, at the end of the day, when you get to marriage or you're, you're in a long uh, relationship for a long time and stuff like that. You just have to. You, you have to have that trust. You shouldn't even be thinking like, "Oh, I wonder what she's doing," and uh, she's in the streets and blah blah blah. You should. Then hopefully you're at the uh, the stage when you're in your relationship at the at the stage of I trust her. I don't think that she would go do that crazy. Like I don't really fear. Like I, at least myself, I don't fear anything like this. Even if it came to the point where she was like, "Oh, I'll be home the next day," you know, I don't fear. I'm like, oh, 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 I wonder if she's gonna get. Just doing this, I wonder if she's throwing it back. 
say, if you're doing all of that, if you're at the point where you're doing all of that or you're searching through phones and you're doing the extras, then you, you might as well just break up because you'll, you'll live the rest of your relationship life fearing, fearing that she's doing all. I know somebody's slinging her down and blah, blah, You go crazy. Myself, this is just for me. This works for me. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about it. I just say, you know, I got to have that kind of trust. You got to have that kind of trust with your partner. You know, you just, you know, you got to have that kind of trust where you know your partner. If you know your partner, you know that they're not that kind of person. Then you're just like, hey, you know, let them go out and be who they got to be. Or, first of all, everybody's an individual. That's what people fear. That's what people fail fail to realize when they get into relationships or they they get uh, when they get uh, engaged or even when they get married. They they stop to the point like, nah, motherfucker, you mine forever. Motherfucker, is still an individual. It's still an individual. She's an individual. Yourself is an individual. Uh, you still gotta, but you gotta respect your partner. So you respect them by not going outside of your relationship doing all crazy stuff. But you can't get to the point where you're like, nah, fuck that. You're never going outside the house. It's me and you forever. It's me, you, and the TV. And you can't go out because I don't trust you around other people. If you don't live like that, you, that's when motherfuckers kill the other person for doing some. They might get stuck at work or some shit like that. And all of a sudden, you're like, I know you're a fucking cheater. You're a fucking cheater. And you, you know, you don't want to be that person. So when it comes to Kevin Gates uh, and that interview, you're right. Like, the shit he was saying was like, okay, well, that's, that works for you. That's good. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, but for me, none of that stuff applies to me. I just, I live on the, you got to let that person be an individual. You got to have the trust or you will drive yourself insane. You will drive yourself insane thinking about somebody, what that, what somebody else is doing. You'll move it. Yeah. That dude's just funny. I think he's, He's one of those. Um, he's one of the people. People are like, man, you heard what he said, man. Man, he was speaking some truth. And I'm like, man, I, I don't think y'all realize that. Is people like him in every hood, every hood, every group, every people that you be around? There's the Kevin Gates. Just like I used to tell yeah. people about Tupac. They're like, man, people, he was he's this he was that. I was like, hey, Tupac was a great guy. I was like, but there's a hundred thousand Tupacs. That's why he was so. Love. That's why he was so respected because he was so relatable. He was so every pretty much everybody had a Tupac in their crew or a Tupac in their neighborhood. Somebody who stood for something. Somebody who was about was was on some hood thug shit, but also was on some like caring, lovable. We need to take care of our women and communities type shit. Mm-hmm. So people like him, people like, oh man, he, he's dope. He's he's insightful. I'm like, nah, he's just. He's your homeboy. You just don't realize he's your homeboy because he has a platform and he's out here in the public. But that's your homeboy. That's the same homeboy who'll be saying stuff to you and you be sitting in the living room. You be like, true, true, true. That's who he is. He's just on a national stage, man. And so we just got to treat him. I just, it just kills me. People try to treat him like he's this national treasure. Like, hey man, okay. he's gonna he's gonna be great. He's amazing. Like, no, he's, he's, he's just an average nigga, man. <laughs> the stuff he says is stuff I've heard homeboys say. The stuff I've heard, I've sat around and heard people say on a regular basis. It's just that platform, man. He's, he has opportunity to speak. He has opportunity to put it out there. And people hear it and people gravitate to it because it's relatable. What people fail to realize or understand that there's not a single thing that us humans that the prior generation or or whatever you want to call it, the prior generation, the elders or whatever like that, 
it's not a single emotion or if you want to say uh, messing with women or messing with guys or going out and having a good time, uh, doing whatever, all the stuff that we say, do, the shit has been done. The shit has been done, yo. We, there is nothing that you can find. People would be like, oh, they were always talking about, yeah, man, he's speaking facts. Well, damn, you're just hanging around the wrong people because these facts have been spoken a thousand times and a thousand times more. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? People just be acting like, oh, yeah, they're preaching the truth. So this truth has been out here forever. You just clearly are not looking. You know, just going, or either you're just not being around the right people, but all of this stuff has been done. I said this in a, a chat maybe like two weeks ago. I said, Everybody swear they invented the wheel. Everybody feel they invented the wheel until a motherfucker on a bike show up. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Nobody's inventing anything emotionally or in a relationship. You're not doing anything that somebody didn't do. People break up, people make up, people fight. There's physical fights, there's verbal fights, there's verbal altercation, there's there's love, there's there's, there's trips, there's, there's sex, there's all that stuff. It's cheating, it's no cheating, it's you're not doing anything that hasn't been done. Nobody, none of us. You know what I'm saying? Because all of this stuff has been in some form or some form of fashion in somebody else's relationship. So when he was speaking, I was just like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's that's how he likes to go about it. That's not how I like to go about it. But okay, you know, to each his own. But makes you know my model. That makes him happy. Sounds good to me. If he like it, I love it. So you know, at the end of the day, we just gotta we. Sometimes you just got to be able to uh, pay attention to the messenger when you're listening to even just interviews or whoever you listen to. Pay attention to the messenger. And if it, it coincides with your life, then cool. You go about and do it. But if it doesn't coincide with your life, just look at the messenger and be like, all right, well, that's how they like to do it. You know, that's not for me. You got to, you got to, just the mess, that messenger was happy with the hell he was saying as far as Kevin Gates. If that coincides with your lifestyle, cool. Incorporate it. Do you? And 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 long as you're happy, that's all that matters. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's. A, that's <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's some that's some facts right there. Um, but he was he was on the was it Carisha Please Show, Young Lap. Yeah, I gotta respect the uh, city girls on their come up, and it seems like they trying to elevate. They still got their uh, you know, still got their hood, their ratchet music, they strip club, they girls night out music, but. Yo, it seems like they're slowly trying to develop themselves into some like long term non musical type stuff. It doesn't seem they're gonna be stuck on the we just making music and get lost in the shuffle or kind of fade away because there's gonna be other people in groups like them making the same type of music so they'll fade out. It seems like they're really trying to elevate and push themselves in a new direction. Man, I gotta respect that. And it's and it's gotta be with the um the people you surround yourself with, which we always talk about. You start surrounding yourself with the right people, you're going to start moving in a better direction to where you can have longevity in your money making and just in your life in general, man. That's a fact. At the end of the day, her linking, I'm not, not saying that this is the reason that, you know, I'm great. She's good. Absolutely, absolutely talented. Um, but it doesn't hurt that the guy that you're messing with has his own network. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Not you know, at all. <laughs> you, know, you happen to be you happen to be messing with someone. You got your own network. He likes you. You like him. Hey, can I get my own show? Fuck it. Why not? All right, cool. Now you put yourself in a position, you know, to make even more income doing something that you 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 love, 
you know, now you got your own show on TV, interviewing people. It's a hit. You are, you are, uh, she is very well liked, uh, by a lot, you know, by, by this generation, the generation loves city girls and all that stuff like that. And they're, like you said, they're growing, they're putting themselves in a different kind of realm because we all have to be real. Uh, when you make certain type of music, that music, people are going to be like, ah, I already heard it. Oh, you're doing the same shit, right? So you have to market yourself in other ways. And this is a great way that I like the fact that she's marketing herself this way. And I, and I respect it. I respect it to, I respect the whole art. I, you know, I, I'm all for growth, all for growth. I love the fact that I've seen this, you know, however she got it, it don't matter. She's at the finish line and I love it. Oh yeah, man. I, I like, like the elevation, like the movements. Um, shit. What'd you call it? Um, there's the other shit we was going to chop it up about. Oh, Toys R Us is back. And I, and I think I'm more excited about Toys R Us being back than any kid out in these streets. Yo, I can't wait for Toys R Us to open back up. And I think every kid should be able to experience Toys R Us like how we experienced it, man. Like the when you got to go to Toys R Us, or when you heard you were getting a toy from Toys R Us, it made the toy like a hundred times better, son. Like I really want my kids to experience. Well, um, little dude, little dude EJ, he experienced it a little bit because he was around when um when Toys R Us was still open. Of course, my daughter, she was around when Toys R Us was open. So, like I want them to experience that, man. Toys R Us is an experience that all kids should have never been uh, robbed of, man. They went bankrupt or whatever, but now they start to open back up. They're gonna have some stores opening up, and I can't wait to take my kids there, man. <laughs> like I think it's just it's just an experience for them to go through where they can just run through the store. Like you got Walmart, they sell toys, but this is an actual, this is a literal toy store, not a, we sell toys also. This is just a straight toy store. I think, I think kids just need to experience that, man. No, you're right. You're absolutely correct about that. At the end of the day, this is a big part of our childhood. The only problem that I see is that these goddamn kids, man, they're so fucking lazy. I'll tell you how lazy kids are. (laughs) Like, you know, you, first of all, you don't see kids going outside unless they go into the pool, right? The kids, to, to tell them to go outside to play is like a punishment. You're like, go outside to play? What the fuck? Like, that shit is almost a punishment. Like, why, why would you be sending me outside? What the fuck did I do? Right? It is. These kids will turn on you. Like, what the fuck? I know these kids ain't turning on YouTube to watch another kid play with toys. They sit there for hours. <laughs> And watch them play video games and watch them play with toys. You're like, what the fuck? I thought you wanted the toy. Nah, I just need to watch the fucking play with the toy. <laughs> that shit is weird to me. That's wild. But I respect it because my dumb ass is one of those people that will jump on YouTube just to watch a motherfucker eat some food. And I'm like, damn, that shit look good. So, <laughs> so, so I respect It's weird. It's just the generation that we in. But I'm, if Toys R Us is opening up, hopefully that these kids get the chance to go to Toys R Us like we went to Toys R Us and have that same uh, that same feeling that we have. Because God knows, if your parents said we were going to Toys R Us, man, oh man. That shit was crazy. You, you would be sitting looking at a brochure, pointing all kinds of shit that you're not going to get because you know your parents ain't getting all, all that shit. They take you to get shit. you highlighting shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. You circling shit. You got a pencil. You bringing the brochure to the fucking store. You asking motherfucker. Now you an adult. Hey, 
what aisle is this shit on? Because now you want to know what aisle shit is on, all that stuff. So I'm with you. <laughs> if they are going to open up Toys R Us and bring it back, kids should. I hope this puts kids in the same kind of nostalgia that we have for it and where they are like, you know what? I want to play with some toys. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to have a good time because God knows walking up and down those aisles was heaven. Oh, yeah, man. She was a fucking ball, man. Shout out to Toys R Us. I get it together. Toys R Us make it happen. Um, the other thing, the Sesame Place thing. Son, I don't know about what's going on with it. Like, so in all the videos they're starting to post, like you can clearly see that these uh characters are kind of like avoiding the black kids or brushing the black kids off. And it's like, yo, number one is in Philly. Well, right outside of Philly, like, I don't know. And I know Pennsylvania itself is a um, predominantly like white type of state, but it's close enough to the city where like, y'all don't have no black people in these character costumes. <laughs> like what's going on. And then also their response is just like, Oh, well it wasn't intentional. So like, how's <laughs> how, as the companies that your response are like, yeah, it happened, but it wasn't intentional. So you like pretty much get over it. What was that? I've seen the video of one character. I didn't see. I didn't see a bunch of characters. Shit, that would have been terrible. A bunch of characters. I've seen two so far. I think I've seen two different characters so far. Okay. Was it actually like a Sesame? I know it's a Sesame. I got to ask this question because you know I want to make sure that I have all the facts. Was it actually Sesame Place? Like it was like them motherfuckers. Like it was Sesame Place. Actually, Sesame the little the little theme park. Sesame Place. Not like not like I paid. The service to have the character come to my party. Nah, it's an actual Sesame Place. It wasn't. It wasn't John John in an Elmo <laughs> costume, like the motherfuckers on Forty Second Street. Nah, nah, right, it wasn't uh, the Forty Second Street shit. It was the it was the real deal, goddamn place. The real deal. It was at what? Now was this at Sesame Place or this was just on the street? Nah, son, it's at the park, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh. it's at the Sesame Place. All right, park. but now. Nah, nah, all right, so now I feel I'm I'm on the I'm on the uh, train of everybody else. That's fucked up because I did see the one where the kids was literally in the street. I'm like, yo, they they passed barriers. I seen them <laughs> in. The street. I, I seen that part. I was like, damn, that these motherfuckers, the kids don't, nobody gives a fuck. These kids are literally in the street. Like you gonna you gonna see me? And I seen him motherfucker just do the whole hand over the fucking just bye bye little black kid and. <laughs> And just keep it moving. And I was like, wow, that's weird. Um, but I didn't know it was at Sesame Place. That's uh That's crazy. That's, that's, yeah, that's uh that's not good. That is not good. That's that's definitely something people I mean, at the end of the day, people gotta look at it like this. When you see videos like this, you gotta act accordingly. You don't give people your money if you yes. see they want they acting funny. That's just what it is, yo. You gotta hurt, I mean, and, and and it might not do shit to Sesame Place, right? If all black people be like, "Man, fuck Sesame Place," I ain't going back to that shit. If every black person ever said that, it might not do shit. But you know what will do? It'll keep your money and spend it in some place that you're appreciated. Yeah, I, I think that's what goes missing when we are as black people when we're disrespected in certain situations. We go and forgive the shit, right? Motherfucking, they'll put a monkey on a T-shirt, and we'll be like, "Well, it wasn't." I mean. It wasn't my T-shirt, so I'm gonna go back to Gucci and go get a different. You know, we, <laughs> you have to. One. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna get a different T-shirt. I won't get the shit with the monkey. What? So I think people just need to get to the point where you're like, yo, I'm not gonna be disrespected by this park. And again, it might not do shit, 
But at the end of the day, you might as well spend your hard-earned dollars at some place that appreciates you. That's it. You know, if, if these companies are going to do crazy shit like that and then not even give an apology, you know, or give an apology that is not uh, to your standards, then you got to be like, I'm not fucking with y'all no more. I'm going to go use my money somewhere else. That's it. That's just the end. And it's not to try to, I'm going to close down the park if I don't spend my $20 at the park. No, the park is still going to thrive. People are still going to go there. But you might as well spend your money with people that, that fucks with you. That's just how I feel. If some, if I go to a restaurant and they, and they fucking do something and I'm like, I don't fuck with that, this shit doesn't seem right. I'm not going to be like, well, I forgive them. I'm going back next week. No, I'm just not going to fuck with that restaurant. There's plenty of other places to spend my money. There's mm-hmm. plenty of other places you can go take your kids. You could take them to an aquarium, and you could take them to anywhere. I, you know, because so, young Philly. kids love ain't, everything. Um, ain't Hershey Park in Philly? Like, it's Hershey other Park places you can go. Yeah, Dorney Park, Hershey Park. Take your ass back to Jersey and go to fucking Great Adventures. There's all kinds of shit you can do. You don't. You're not obligated. First of all, this is not the 1920s. There is not. There is plenty of variety. Whenever you feel disrespected in any kind of situation, nobody is running a one-stop shop on anything. Mm, <laughs> Nothing somebody's running the one-stop shop. First of all, if they are and it's successful, I can guarantee you somebody is going to fucking bootleg the shit in a week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because successful shit gets bootleg. So Pretty soon, son. If somebody, if somebody's yeah. got something that's that's bumping. It's only a matter of time. The people who are who haven't done it yet is because they haven't. They're trying to make sure that legally they can get away with, with bootlegging it or copying it. Once they figure out legally they can get away with it, it's a ball game. You'll never have complete uh, monopoly or control of about anything for the most part. Anything, son. I don't give a fuck what it is in this world. Somebody's making a knockoff of something else. So I don't give a fuck what it is. Whatever you think you made and nobody... But like my, my saying, yo... Everybody thinks they invented the wheel until motherfuckers pull up in that bike. Just what it is. Because there's nothing out here that somebody else is not doing. It's just not. Everybody like, I'm one of one. Nah, motherfucker, you one of a lot of people. It's just a lot of y'all. <laughs> y'all just don't live around each other. <laughs> it's a fact, man. So when it comes to it, now I'm bringing it back to the sesame place. If they're not fucking with you, if black people see it and they're like, yo, they're not fucking with us, cool. Go spend your money with people where you're appreciated. Stop spending your money where people don't fuck with you. And it's not to be like you're trying to shut something down. You're not. Trying to, it's not about shutting shit down because it's not the. That's not the goal. Because if you spent that, you'd be like, man, I can't believe this place. Ten years later, and trust me, place is still going. It's not the goal. It's just to spend your money where you're appreciated. You don't never have to go back to trust me. Fuck trust me, place. I, don't, I ain't got. I don't, my, my child is fucking thirteen, so I. Don't, she don't give a fuck about the sesame place. So I can say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But for people that got kids, you can take your kids anywhere. There's there's Lego Land. There's fucking all kinds of kids. Kids parks all over the place. You know, so that's that's my don't even I, I don't even try to get mad at these things anymore. They'd be like, oh, it's Black History Month, and we're gonna serve chicken and watermelon. I don't even get upset. I just be like, I can't fuck with that. I'm just not fucking with that establishment no more. Because at the point, at these points, at this time and age, with all the shit that's going on, and as, as high as sensitive as everybody is, for anybody to make mistakes about any kind of racial shit is outrageous at this point. We've been through a whole bunch of stuff where you've been seeing people get to make mistakes. So, but when you when you see a company or a corporation or a amusement park or anybody make a mistake about race, 
you're like, come on now, come on. A thousand people have already made this mistake. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible that you did not know. Nope. You can't, you can't buy that. You did not know. And yeah. like you said, I'm, I'm with you. You got to, and um, the best way I, I, I've heard it said, and I don't know who first said it or who coined the phrase, but that go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated. It yeah. goes, it goes, that, that's where it goes for all that stuff. And all these continuous situations we keep having where as black people we're being disrespected, we're being, we're being um, treated bad. We're being whatever, whatever, like just don't go there. <laughs> and then like you said, all the black people in Philadelphia cannot go to Sesame place. Sesame say it's still going to be bumping. It's still going to make us money. Cause it's a tourist attraction. People are still going to go, but it's going to hurt them in them in the mindset of, well, hopefully somebody who's in charge will look at the park and be like, wait a minute, there's absolutely no black people in the park. Like what happened? Where did we go wrong? And then they'll try to fix it. And a lot yeah. of times the fix is on some BS, but like you said, as long as you come and apologize on some sincerity type stuff, I can rock with you, but if you do something and then you be like, "Oh yeah, we didn't mean to do it," how bad? <laughs> you didn't step on my shoe. <laughs> you, you you didn't bump me in the hallway. <laughs> like you did some foul, prejudice type, disrespectful stuff. So if we're mm-hmm. gonna, we just need to like we just need to go where go where we're celebrated. Go where we're gonna be treated with the proper respect and spend our money there. Every place else, screw you. And your kids could be screaming in the car. I want, I want such and such. I want such and such. You just blame yo. Nah, we don't. We don't deal with those people no more. When you get yeah. older, I explain it to you. But we don't deal with them no more. We gonna go over here. We gonna give these people over here our money because money's hard to come by, man. Shit, I don't even, I'm looking for. Uh, I'm trying to make sure don't no gas stations do nothing uh, disrespectful. I can't afford to be uh, picking and choosing gas stations. I need to be able to go to <laughs> any gas station I want right now. I don't need no gas stations to do nothing racist because whoever got the cheapest gas, that, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I'm not looking, like I don't do nothing racist, man. I don't need no problems. The the the, the thing is, uh, everything you said is as actual fact, man. It, it and again, I, people will be going at it like, nah. What is that going to do? It, it's not supposed to do anything but allow you to be, like you said, celebrated at other places. Why would you want to spend your money at some place that don't fuck with you? You know what I'm saying? Because I think people. Their mindset goes into, well, it's not going to do anything. They're still going to run their business. Absolutely. <laughs> because, like, what you just said is a tourist attraction. People want to go to Sesame Place. They don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like for black people, when the whole shit happened with the Gucci and the monkey, or I forget what it was, whoever it was, or whatever it was, like, right? It was, um, and everybody was H&M. up in arms. H&M. H&M did this. Everybody was up in arms for about a week, right? But then everybody was like, ah, fuck it, I wear H&M and blah, blah, blah. I'm going back there. That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with if that's how you feel. Fuck it. I want to spend my money there. That's cool. But for the people that's like, nah, that's disrespectful. I'm not fucking spending my money there. I spend my money where people, where I want to, where I feel like I'm, I'm celebrating, like like what you just said. And cool. But you have to take a stand at some point. You have to take a stand and like, yeah, I just want to do this. Or I don't want to do that. Both of them are okay. If you like, they put a monkey on there, it was an accident, I'm going back to H&M tomorrow to go pick me a fucking cheap-ass shirt. Cool, and you do that. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's going to be some people that's like, nah, I'm not fucking with that. They don't fuck with black people, I'm not fucking with them. You know what I'm saying? And and there's probably some there's other races that be like, nah, that's fucking racist. I don't fuck with them. You know, you just have to, whatever morals you have and whatever you feel like you want to stand up for, you have to do that. You have to do whatever you feel like is going to make you, and we go back to the same shit, happy. You have to make yourself happy. 
you know? And if it, if it ever comes to a point where somebody does something so racist that every black person is like, nah, we're not fucking with them no more. Like you said, the whole park is looking kind of crazy. There's no black people here. That's when motherfuckers make change. They don't make change because uh, two people was like, nah, I'm just not fucking with them no more. It's got to be a massive, uh, they got to be a massive kind of like a walkout. But, you know, when they had the bus shit, if, if, black, if some black people were like, nah, still getting on the bus, I got to get to work. And motherfuckers, we don't know what would have been happening today. We have no idea. Yeah, but right. the fact that there was in solidarity and was like, nah, we're not fucking with the buses because we're not sitting in that fucking back. I kiss my ass. Then the bus is like, damn, we, this is just crazy. We're losing mad money. Oh, fuck it. Let, let them sit anyway. Who gives a shit? They can ride the bus. They can fucking drive the bus for all we can because they, was not, they, they were not making the money that they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit different today, obviously. Uh, it's hard to get everybody on the same page. I think the only time that everybody was on the same page and the last time what had to be some kind of death shit is with the George Floyd thing where everybody was like, well, that is, well, that's not right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And all over the country, all over the fucking the world where people were just like, well, that's incorrect. So we all stand together on this type of shit. But it's going to be far and few before we have another incident like that. You understand? Where everybody's on the same page. It's just the world is different. Yeah, the world's just different, man. Everybody is, everybody is, well, we've always, we always talk about it. Everybody is me, me, me. Like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm worried about me. Yeah. But yeah. For a fact. That shit you said just now, it made me think. It was shout out to the people in that day and age who did the uh, boycott of the bus system. Because, man, back, yeah, you don't know. back then they was dressing. No, back then all all black people was dressing up in like full like suits and suits. business attire and hard bottom shoes. And yeah. everybody was boycotting the bus system and walking every place they had to go. Oh. Miles, man. And but, they was but, and they was in the south in the heat. Oh, it, it, but it had to be a conglomerate. It had to that be had done. It was put together unit. lovely, and and that's and that's what caused the change because everybody that's said, what, you know what, I'm going to suffer too. You know what, I'm going to suck it up too. We're all going to suck it up together. But sheesh, yeah, you, you, and it's Ooh. and it's uh, those moments that if they did not do that, let's say they had the same kind of mentality that people have today. You don't know, like people be like, you know what I don't like what people say. I, I could never have been a slave. No motherfucker, if you grew up, you was born, and you grew up, and slave was all you knew. That's what you would have been. You can't have the same mentality that you have today with slave. And I say that because the mentality back in the sixties was the same thing. Like we're gonna stick together. We are a unit. We are a fucking unit. I'm not getting on that fucking bus. I gotta walk seven miles to work. I'm not happy about that, that I got to wake up at five to get to work at nine to walk to work. I'm not happy about that, but we have to do it. We have to stick together as a unit. Yeah, you're right. And whenever it comes to one of these situations, if if people just stand as a unit, companies have to make change. They, right. ha- they don't have a fucking choice when it's money is involved. Part, man. You're right. It's that unity part because if, if everybody just banded together, Things that things have changed dramatically, man. You're right, because yeah. Even then, especially a day and age like now, it would be even. I can say it'd be easier. It'd be a little bit easy because now you have people who have elevated people. People have cars now, so like if people's like, "Yo, we ain't messing with the bus." Yo, who live on my street that need a ride this way? I I got you. I'm gonna pick up three of y'all. Jimmy gonna pick up three of y'all. Susan gonna pick up three of y'all. Yo, we got y'all for the next. 
two weeks till we get till we get through this through this boycott. It'd be even easier now, but everybody is me, 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 me. Like the goddamn um practicing they singing. Everything is me, me, yeah. me, 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 me. Like, nah. Oh, they and that what I hate I hate this I I don't like using the word hate, but what I really dislike is when people when you try to tell somebody about someone, you're like, yo, man, they that, that dude over there is racist. That dude over there is this. Well, he ain't never did it to me, so I'm cool. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> But hey man, I do over there be smacking women. Well, he never smacked me, and I'm a woman, so I mean, I don't know. There must be something they doing. There must be something they, that they don't know how to stand yeah. up for themselves. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> he just ain't get to you yet, or he just ain't get the courage yet. But if that's what he do, if he smacks women, sooner or later he's gonna get the courage and he gonna smack you. <laughs> then what? So I think people have people. We just gotta care more about everything, like. Things may not be affecting you directly, immediately in that moment, but you still have to take notice and you still have to have some type of compassion and caring for what other people are going through and for what potentially could happen to more people. And I think some, a lot of times we let it, we let it um, snowball and get to the point to where now it's out of control. Now it's, it's too big of a thing to attack and dismantle because when it first started, we all got the, it ain't me. Ain't happened to me, but then two weeks, three weeks from now, it happened to your your brother, sister, cousin, or whoever. And now you now you ready to fight. Now you ready to go crazy. But the person yep. who came and told you initially gonna be like, "No, I ain't they going with you." They're like, "Oh, let's go now." No, I'm not going with you now because I wanted to go with you last week, but you ain't yeah. want to fuck with me. But now that it's happened to somebody you know, now you want to fuck with me. Now you go by yourself. I went by myself last week. Now you go by yourself this week. <laughs> And then that, that, and then now we that's with all the discord. It, it's just too much, man. Like you said, it's just about unity. It's about banding together and standing as a unit, so that people know we mean business, and people know we serious about whatever it is, whatever it is we're fighting, whatever it is we're trying to change. They're not gonna know we're serious until they see the masses. Yeah, like the Malcolm X joint. Like when it was um, remember the Malcolm X movie when he had yeah. all them folks outside, and he just like they was like whatever. I forget. When it was all said and done, he pointed to them and was like, yo, we out? And everybody just left all at one time? Yep. Yo, if you move like that, people have to take notice. They're like, yo, this right here is going to be a problem if we don't, if we don't concede and just do what they want us to do because we can't have that happen. I mean, in the movie, it was racist. He was like, can't move. He's like, no one black man should have that much power. But but Listen. but that but what you just said is exactly a great segue to what I was just thinking just now. The the higher ups and, the, and when I mean higher ups, I'm about the the actual government or the people that are are really in control. Because if uh, people need to understand, there's really about like one percent that is really in control of mm-hmm. uh, the majority of the money that is being you know dispersed. They they really have the one percent really have all the money. Like we, us regular people would have to fucking band together just to fucking have their wealth. You understand what I'm saying? So the one percent or the people that really are controlling are in control of things. They don't want people to band together. They love the fact that uh, that it's all me, me, me. We all for ourselves. You understand? And and I'm gonna tell you another uh, uh, 2001, 2002, or whatever. It might have been 2000. It might have been this year, last year. But I'm gonna tell you something where people band together and and it worked and then all of a sudden people can't understand why this banding together stuff why we should we should do it more but nobody's down for it 
there was this little thing called the stock market, right? <laughs> and there was this little thing called GameStop. There was these uh, companies called GameStop and AMC. Now, if you're not into uh, to the stock market, you're probably like, I don't know what the fuck are you talking about. But let me let me give you a little story. Uh, when you when you do the stock market, you can either bid for a stock to go up or you can bid for a stock to go down. Now, a lot of investment firms were betting that these two stocks were going to go down. Well, what happened was there was a lot of people, a lot of millennials, and just people getting online and because there was COVID, they were just getting the, the money to fucking throw away. So it was like, fuck it. We're going to bet that stock goes up and we're going to fuck up these people. We're going to fuck up these investment firms from getting money. And we're going to make a lot of money doing this shit. Everybody band together, got on the website, got on Reddit, started talking to each other. Everybody's all fucking friendly. Hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people got together and started dumping money into these two websites, right? Everybody was making hand over fist money. Everybody banded together. Everybody made a hand over fist money. That is because everybody banded together. Now, if only one person decided to get on there and say, we're going to make this thing go up, he would have just fucking, he or she would have just lost their money and that would have been it. But the fact that everybody stuck together and was like, fuck all that. We're going to break, we're going to break the bank on these bastards. And, every, and these millions of people, and I was one of them, and these millions of people stuck together and said, we're going to fucking break the bank on these bitches. And everybody made some money, right? Because they all stood together. When we talk about the bus shit, everybody stuck together. That's the reason that uh, we can even take the bus or do other shit. That's why the Jim Crow laws and all that other stuff, that's why certain those things that we take advantage today, that's the, it's only because back then that they stuck together and was like, nah, fuck that. We had enough of this shit. We're not doing it anymore. But when you, like you, like you said, when there is a, when you band together, shit happens. Shit works. 99% of the time when you band together, shit works because either A, somebody's losing some money or B, they don't like, uh, they they don't like the uh, rhetoric that they're going to get for looking bad against all of these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to have that angry PR when you do something crazy against a group of people these days. You know what I'm saying? You got to automatically come out and say, fuck that shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. We didn't mean to do that shit. When people band together. That's why, that's why, that's why a lot of shit that we have, that we take for granted myself. And I'm, I'm talking about anybody, myself, you, our kids, we take that shit and take advantage of that shit of the shit that other people band together back in the sixties and the fifties and all that stuff like that. They band seventies, they band together and got shit done. If they did not, if they were like us today, where we just on some fuck it, it's, it's me, every man for themselves. We, I know it sounds far fetched, but we could have still be sitting in the back of the bus. I know it sounds crazy <laughs> because we don't, right? But it could be possible if 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 status quo continues the same way shit if there was no civil war if there was no you know i know i know it sounds crazy like this guy's talking wild but it had to, somebody had to make change in order for us to have the rights that we have today if there was no change then yes we would still be slaves or yes we would still be sitting in the back of the bus or yes there would still be crazy laws you know there's laws that's happening today that they're trying to overturn they don't even want women to have an abortion I heard there was a civil uh, a law that they wanted to uh, overturn on state of uh, same sex marriage and for interracial marriage. I said, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's still so, illegal in some places to um for interracial people to get married. It's still it's still 
Like they don't enforce it, but it's actually on the books. And you see what I'm saying? What I'm saying, and it goes to what I was just saying. If certain things don't change, you know what I'm saying? And we are living in those type of times. We, we as a people are so, we're so selfish and, and, and it's just, it's just human nature these days. But it was, I'm, I, I'm thankful for our ancestors. I'm thankful for people that stood up and said, we got to stick together. Because if we don't stick together, ain't shit going to get done. You know, I'm thankful for those moments because people, I know people, I know we yell, this guy is crazy. But when you hear about the stuff that Congress or, or just how the government is working today and you hear about interracial, I, when I heard that shit, I said, interracial magic? Like, you really, like, that's, like, that's, that to me, that's crazy. But that's just a law that happened that was probably uh, put together that just got passed maybe, what, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, you know, and that's, that's people's lifetime. There's still people 50 years old, 50-year-olds. Shit, we are 40. Yep. Not a long time ago. So, yeah. Shit is wild, son. Shit is I know wild it's not far in this world. Nah, ain't far fetched at all, man. It's, just, it's, very, it's very possible that yeah. a lot of things could have went completely different had people not banded together and stood up for what was right. Yeah. Oh, I know man. people listening and they're like, yeah. if you young, I know if you're, if you're under like 30, to you it sounds crazy because you've never lived in a life where you just had your pure freedom. You just had pure, if you're like 22 and you're listening to this, do you just have pure freedom? You've just been chilling. You've had internet your entire life. All of your, <laughs> your life has been nominal. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you've had a phone. You know, you ain't never had a. You don't even know what a beeper is. Somebody would have to fucking show you a beeper. You'd be like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Get the shit out of my face. This little black shit out of my face. But you've had the luxury to to do everything open and have a good time and enjoy. I know you. If you went, to, you know, we obviously we had COVID and we had the whole George Floyd thing, but that just gave you a glimpse on how things used to be you know, with the whole protesting and stuff like that. So I know that was a shock to a lot of people. And I know it was a shock to a lot of kids because kids really, they, shit, kids have had it great. They've had it fucking, shit. these kids, my daughter, your kids, they've had it. They don't even know what the fuck we went through. Like that shit is like. Yeah, they, they, they and, lived a, a real, uh, lack of a better word, privileged life. There's a lot of stuff they yeah. haven't had to go through, a lot of stuff they have, and, and rightfully so. Absolutely. There's, there's definitely a lot of stuff they haven't had to deal with and they don't even realize that yeah. it went on. Like they even know and it's so minimized that they do they know it went on, but they're like, eh, it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't that big a deal. They don't understand. And that and when we lose when we when us as a as a when we get older and if we don't talk to our kids and they don't understand the kind of uh they don't understand their past. They don't understand that. Then that shit goes out the window because if they don't understand it, when they have kids, they're not even going to bother to talk about it because mm-hmm. it's not mean anything to them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I eat for myself, and I know you do for your for your family as well. I got to at least have a conversation, like just talk about. Hey, I ain't got to get into. I'm not getting into no real deep, hard core stuff. My daughter's 13; she still wouldn't fucking give a fuck. But I still have those conversations, like, hey, you know, she was a little different when I was growing up and I kind of have those conversations and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure you do that with your kids as well. Uh, because you don't want them to grow up to be like, they don't know not a single thing. And then all of a sudden when their kids growing up, that shit is like distant memory. They don't even know what an encyclopedia or fucking books are. They don't even know what books are. They don't know what the fuck is a book because they're so into like internet and stuff like that. So you try to give your kids some kind of history. So they at least know, 
and it's gonna be like a crash course. It ain't gotta be you ain't got to sit them down and, and tell them, but you just go over certain things just so they know your life. But I did that with my mom, and I know my mom did that with her mom, and I, I know you did that with your mom and dad, and, and 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 I'm pretty sure they did that with their mom and dad. So you should have that kind of uh, you should try to give that kind of tradition just to give your kids a little taste of what your life was growing up, so they can at least understand and they can kind of live through you a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You got to remind them of stuff, man. Absolutely. Because they, they've got to know some aspects of history. So you got to remind, remind them of certain stuff. Like, real, real quick before we get up out of here. So cause now that you say that, it makes me think that uh, my oldest daughter, Katie, she had some type of school project one day where they wanted, where you had to come and talk about your family history. Okay. So she, so she had me come in and talk. And I was talking to the kids, and I was like, hey, I was like, you know, Katie – I was like, she comes from an older family. Like, our family is older. We don't have a young family like most people do. So I was explaining to him about, like, my mom. I was like, my mom, I was like, she went to school. I was like, her, I was like, her school was smaller than your classroom. And the little kids looked at me like, what? like, what? I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, her school was the, was smaller than your classroom. I was like, in one corner was grades one through four. And the other corner was grades five through, and them kids looked at me like hell, nah, <laughs> like, like what are you talking about, sir? I was like, yeah, I was like on top of that, I was like Katie's, I was like that would be Katie's great great grandfather. I was like he was a runaway slave, and them kids looked at me, they mouths dropped like they were looking at me like I was like I was an artifact. They was like, <laughs> but it good, but it, but I just wanted to tell that story because it speaks to what you said. Like a lot of these kids, they really have no idea and if they do have some idea to them to them that was 800 years ago so like like my mother passed away last year she would have been 77 no she would have been 78 this year so she passed away when she was 77 when I did that that was my mother had to be like 72 at the time so she was 72 but what I was telling them in their mind they probably was like, man, I thought that was, thought that was like three hundred years ago. It's like, nah, it was, nah, like that was not that long ago. Like, don't, don't get it confused. Like the stuff that be, that was going on is not that far removed. You're not that far removed from it physically, mentally, and just knowledge wise. You guys are removed because it's a it's a systematic approach to try to get you all to forget about it and dismiss it. I was like, but. Hey, don't get it twisted, man. It, it wasn't that long ago when black people was still effed up in the game. But yeah. I had to tell it because when you said that, it made me think. Because like a lot of them really have no idea. I tell you, them kids was looking at me like, like who are you? Like they want to come up and probably touch me. Like, are you real? Is this what really going on? <laughs> like, yeah, like we, we, we wasn't. We wasn't all that progressed. 60 years ago 60 years ago we were still we were still in the trenches it was really still bad business 60 70 years ago that's the fact that's that i think me and you had this conversation uh on a different on a different show that people feel like they feel like that yeah none of this ever happened or none of this will ever happen again or or it it was a long time ago now there's people that was that are that are currently 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 they went through the shit they went through the stuff like I know it don't, and, and if they're not in your family, and that's why you are like, nah, I, you know, I don't believe it. But mm-hmm. you, you might have an uncle or an aunt 
or uh, even a grandparent or a grandma, grandpa that literally lived this shit. All you got to do is just have a, a so decent talk to them. Yeah. Stop blowing but, them off. Stop saying, man, I don't want to go over there with grandma. I don't want to go over there with such and such. Just go over there just once a month and just sit down and be like, yo, tell me about this year. Yeah. And they'll be so happy to talk to you about it, man. You'll you'll find out so much stuff. You'll be like, yo. And then what's crazy is that we gotta get out. We've been on this shit for like a minute now. <laughs> we went on a whole tangent. <laughs> but what's, what's really crazy about it is if you sit down with some of the folks and have a conversation with them, you'll view them in a whole nother light. You'll be like, yo, my uncle is a G. My grandfather's a G. He's out here getting to it in them streets. Because <laughs> they'll tell you some stories like, oh, yeah, back in the day, we couldn't do this, we couldn't do that, but we made it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, we couldn't get on the bus or we couldn't get here, but we was like, man, F that, we going. So you'll have a whole nother view of that family member, man. I just, I just wish people did that a little bit more. I just feel like we're getting so cut off from our past and we're getting cut off from just stuff that uh, us as the people. Shit, mm-hmm. I like to talk that we, me, even just stuff me and you went through in the nineties. You know, like I just like I even like talk about that stuff. You know, to my daughter or just 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 you know people younger because I, I work with a lot of younger people, and I'll have conversations about like just you know our our adventures and stuff like that when we were younger, and that gives them a a, a, a kind of like a light. It shines a light on the 90s as it was because obviously we grew up in the 90s and uh, whatever. So it gives them a shine. And, that, and to, to them, if they're 25, 27, 30, you know, to them, shit, I was only motherfucking like seven years old. But, you know, I, we lived in it. We, I mean, they lived in it too, but they were kids, so they don't really remember it. But we lived like we were fucking running the streets and having a good time and just acting uh-huh. a fool. So that gives you a light into like, oh shit, I heard about this. I've I've, I've seen videos on this. Yeah, motherfucker, this is how it was. <laughs> so <Still> real. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, everything that you said is amazing because uh, uh, having that story, and I'm pretty sure those kids that uh, you know they'll remember that. They might even went back home and talk to their parents about it. And the <laughs> fact that you were able to do that is dope. That the school actually did that. That was real dope. Oh yeah, man, it was good. Good times, dope stuff, man. All right, folks, I know it was the last part of this. We went off on a tangent, but hopefully you stayed tuned. Hopefully you was listening to it like, hell yeah. Like, I understand where y'all coming from, and y'all tuned in and sparked some more conversations. Maybe y'all got kids. Maybe y'all got little cousins some. Maybe y'all start taking them around to elders and let the elders school them and put them on and stuff. Or maybe some of you will go out there and start hollering at some of your um, uncles and grandparents and just get some stories, get some understanding about life and some of the things that went down. Until yeah, next yeah. week, folks. We'll holler at you. We'll come back again with another great show. Till then, peace out. Later.